My name's Lucy. And I'm Juliet. And this is Dyke Lemmers, where we talk about all things dykey. So get strapped in for a gay old time. Hey! Hello! Hello! <laughs> what a week. How's it going? Oh, I'm shattered. Well, I'm about recovered now. Okay. But I, you know, I run the doggy hotel at my house. Yes. Yeah. I love that you call it a little doggy hotel. <laughs> it's so cute. I can't remember who said it to me. I think it was my brother. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so we look after dogs all the time because it's just like, I mean, in London, like, isn't mm. it what everyone does? Yeah. I I know so many people, especially our age, who do a little bit of that on the side. It's such yeah. a, like a good cash cow. Like, it's just easy. Well, yeah, well, except for when it goes wrong. Most and- of the time. <laughs> we spoke about this the other day and like, it's either like great, isn't it? Mm. Or the worst animal you've ever met in your life. There's no in between. No. No, there's no in between. <laughs> and we had a pretty shocking situation mm. um, with a dog. I've only really had like two situations. I've had cats that just hate me, but like mm. you just go in and feed them and it's That's fine. That's a cat. Yeah, yeah. You don't even need to see them that much if they no. don't actually like you. <laughs> well, exactly. But um, it got me thinking like the correlation is always that they're pandemic puppies. Mm. What's your thoughts on pandemic puppies? They're the worst. Literally they're the worst. The worst. Yeah. They're completely under-socialized mm. and also not like um, experienced in like environments that could be scary like yeah. loud noises and yeah. stuff like that yeah um well it's either that mm. or it's that they're completely like codependent of their owner and they have intense yeah. attachment anxiety yeah and like they'll scream and cry mm-hmm. whenever their mm-hmm. owner is not around basically literally and you know what i've learned so much from looking after dogs i've looked after dogs mm. now for like i'd say pretty consistently for like five months mm it's always the owner yeah it's always your fault i'm sorry it is and it's the worst when they like (laughs) they they bring a pet to you and they're like oh yeah so they do this like silly fun little thing Mm. um Mm. that's actually really annoying yeah um god knows why it's like (laughs) you yeah yeah literally you and i've seen a lot of people as well where they like they think their dog is well trained but Mm. it's not it's just well trained for you Mm. like they've never got anyone else to give those commands yeah so those commands just don't work yeah like i feel like people don't really take their um dogs as much to like puppy training and when i was younger and we had a dog that was like cool you do that like Mm -hmm. you always do that Mm -hmm. but but to be fair i do think there are some animals that like even when you try like they just are not do you mean like the breeds no, not the breed, but oh. like, as in when I was younger, mm-hmm. we had um, a black lab called Ben mm-hmm. and he went to puppy training mm-hmm. multiple times, mm-hmm. but he had a thing where he would just like escape the garden all the time. Some dogs are just yeah. naughty. Yeah. Or, or I'd say every dog has like its, its quirk. Mm. You just hope to God that the quirk isn't terrible, you know? And I think you have to adjust the dog, right? You can't treat every dog the same. I think that the issue with Ben was that he was like, really intelligent Mm. and sometimes we would find him and he would have got something out of the fridge that was shut when we left and he would have got something out of the fridge and he'd be on the lawn eating it and like yeah he was just really clever so i think that's why he ended up escaping a lot of the time he was just looking for stimulation that's it yeah yeah that's it I i think as well like most people get dogs they generally get a breed and it's because they have experience with that breed as in like maybe their parents owned it or maybe they just like someone's dog of that breed 
forgetting that that might just be a good version of that dog yeah exactly because i see that all the time with like poodles for example i've met like the sweetest poodles and Some the poodles worst poodles yeah yeah it's yeah. a nightmare. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> pandemic puppies. We could do a whole episode. Oh, which I hate yeah. pandemic Love that. <laughs> And then we'll get one. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we can't anymore. I don't know. Can you? Maybe. What? Get a pandemic? <laughs> yeah. Like if you work, if you still work at home all the time, would you count that as a pandemic puppy? I guess. Like if you, if your behavior hasn't changed much from the pandemic, mm. then like maybe that's still an issue. There's two things from the pandemic that make me laugh. Pandemic puppies and people that moved in together and then swiftly moved out. Yes. I think it's the funniest fucking day. I mock all of you. I can't remember who I was talking about this with the other day, but I was talking about how, like, isn't it funny? Like, all the things that came up during mm-hmm. that time that, like, no one expected. Yeah. Like, and I, I was thinking, like, disaster movies, right? Like, apocalypse mm. movies. None of those things really come up mm. because it's it's so unexpected. Like, the whole toilet paper situation mm-hmm. everyone got massively into baking especially banana bread for some i couldn't get any reason. flour i don't know how no, no. you lot were baking the, the baking was... section was empty yeah the whole time for i would me. have liked to bake for god's yeah, sake yeah but just bizarre behavior guys <laughs> the anyway. toilet paper was actually rude that was weird like so actually weird. rude i i remember my brother painted because my brother moved in with me um he painted loo roll on a tile because we just had no loo roll and he was like going slowly mad Anyway, 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 <laughs> anyway. I did enjoy how lots of people got into art, though. Anyway, carry on. What? How was your week? What did um, you get up to? My week has been good. Uh, it's kind of been same old, same old, but I had a bit of mm. funny, a funny story. So um, right now I've moved flat and for some reason that is beyond me, they can't um, install my Wi-Fi for like a whole month. And so what? I'm just... Yeah. Change providers? Well everyone says this right but apparently they have to like drill under the pavement to get the connection in so unless it's one that's already connected and i've tried to find out which one that is i don't know who who are you with um oh god who am i with virgin okay yeah so anyway um yeah they can't install it for a, a month so that would drive me insane yeah and I've Hard. been relying on 4G and mine is also really bad in that area. So it just doesn't help. Mm. And so when it comes to this podcast, mm. um, obviously I'm doing a bit of editing whilst we're going along mm-hmm. recording this season. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'll go to a cafe. I'll use their That's so nice, cute. reliable Wi-Fi. Oh, as if. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so then I went to Joe and the Juice because mm. I was like, I want a nice working vibe. Mm. Um get there everything's fine and cushy i start downloading an episode to edit whilst Mm. i'm also uploading one that i've already edited Mm. (laughs) and about it gets like about halfway through downloading it so it's been like 30 minutes or something and then their wi-fi just stops working it cuts out entirely but i think i did it oh you overloaded it yeah I think the download so upload that I was doing was just too much it fried it. for it because then it was entirely broken in the whole cafe. Their whole like delivery system went down and like, you just take your smoothies. I was just out. there. <laughs> <laughs> I just closed your laptop. Yeah, I slowly closed and I was like, I'm going to go to Pret. <laughs> it was so awkward. And I was like, are they, I was like, do you think they'll put two and two together? Like I leave and suddenly the problem Sue is you. not there anymore. <laughs> But yeah, like I felt really bad because at first I was like, oh, that's so weird. And I was like, hmm, 
I was demanding quite a lot of that Wi-Fi. I yeah. think that I was the problem. That's too much even for my Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, if there's anything that, like, I struggle with with this podcast, it is simply Wi-Fi. Yeah. Like, yeah. everything else is easy. Literally. The Wi-Fi drives me <laughs> up the wall. But I just thought it was funny that I, I broke their Wi-Fi. <sighs> and it caused them such issues. Because Joe and the Juice, they, they do all their orders through an app. But they couldn't receive oh. any of the orders because the Wi-Fi was down. Oh my god, look what you've done. Look Chaos. What you've done. <laughs> it follows me. Oh gosh. Uh. Right, so topic for today. Mm-hmm. We're getting a bit more serious, mm-hmm. but we're going to keep it lighthearted as much as you yeah. can. Keep abuse lighthearted. Yeah, we'll um, try. Yeah, we'll, we'll try. We're going to give it a go. Um, I think what, what motivated us to do this podcast was, mm. um, or this episode specifically, was that we we know that there's not masses of information out there Mm -hmm. and i know for a fact there's not because Mm -hmm. um a little background um so i i have worked with um domestic abuse domestic violence survivors for about five years not solely um these are all children as well and i've also run uh, multiple groups about um lgbt young people that have experienced domestic violence so under 18 to 20 well I think I maybe had one under 25, but mostly under 18 um, and teenagers. And I created a workshop for them. I was mm. helping the development of it. And one of the parts of this workshop, which, by the way, is brilliant. Mm. Um, I can't say where it is, but these things are out there. Um, we have to incorporate like media mm. representations of it. Oh, wow. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. um, we try and to keep kids entertained. What do you do? Mm. You put the telly on, don't you? So we, we yeah. use music um, and the telly, um, sort of like Hollyoaks and that. But the thing mm. is, it always annoyed me. So I was like, this is so out of touch. Like, what 16-year-old watch Hollyoaks nowadays? Yeah, no, like, exactly. No one does. Exactly. Um, so I really struggled to find mm. that stuff. I, I'm, I have found things now, mm. but it's always been over 18 shows so Mm. i've always struggled with it i've tried to sort of keep this to do with um uh lesbians and wlw Mm -hmm. there is obviously common crossovers i'd say it's generally like everything i'm going to talk about in this podcast can be applied to gay children as well Mm -hmm. um or really any sexuality i suppose but the way we talk about it will probably be related more to lesbianism yeah Yeah. um but anyway Mm -hmm. polls polls yeah. yeah okay um i guess as well sorry just to also chime in mm-hmm. um obviously you know the title of this episode looking at it but i just want to be very clear in saying like that this will this will be triggering for anyone who has any experience relating to um da in in queer relationships or in any other kind of relationship or yeah. seen anyone go through that so like yeah Maybe this one is not for you because mm-hmm. we'll probably be not going into detail, mm-hmm. like nothing like that, but mm-hmm. still like it could be a bit triggering. So yeah. just so you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, I think the title's abuse in Suffolk mm. relationships. We're also just talking about unhealthy relationships in general. Yeah. It's not just yeah. related to DA and DV, although we will talk about that. Yeah. Um, so in this podcast, I'll say I've just done it, but DA is domestic abuse and DV mm-hmm. is domestic violence. Yeah. They're kind of interchangeable. Mm. Um it's sort of a preference there is differences but it's not worth sort of yeah explaining the differences you know yeah yeah okay um so without further ado the polls so uh i asked for the kind of percentage polls 
do you think that there is enough awareness around WLW abuse? Um, and the options were, yes, I feel as though there's a lot of resources mm. uh, or no, there's little awareness. So what do you, what it's do you gonna think? It's going to be no. I think really high amount no. Okay. It's like 90, 98%. Okay. Okay. Uh, it was 100%. No. 100%. <laughs> Not good, obviously, but I'm glad people are agreeing. Yeah. And I mean, I think that completely underlines why it's so mm. important that we're coming with this because mm-hmm. as we'll go into talking about, like, I do think that there's a common misconception that it's not a as it's not as prevalent in mm-hmm. in same sex relationships mm-hmm. and that's just not the case mm. um so then we had some general responses as mm. well um so one person said there's already uh, much pressure and trauma floating around that to then have da put you in a more vulnerable position sorry they wrote that a bit confusingly <laughs> <laughs> i think basically what they mean is like you're put in an even more vulnerable uh, position in terms of DA as a queer person because one, so little is known and such little support. Mm-hmm. And two, you don't want to give the straights more ammunition to judge. And I think that's a really difficult mm. set of pressures to navigate. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, someone else said, my last queer relationship was abusive. Um, there is such an issue with the more knowledgeable party using that knowledge to belittle and control a partner. I spent a lot of time gaslighting myself because they knew more about it when really my gut and my feelings were right and the relationship was abusive. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Heard that before. Yeah. And then last one, um, and this was an anonymous one. Okay. Um, We put in an anonymous link just in case people felt more comfy doing that. Mm. But they said... um, I'm not sure if this fits, but I feel like nobody speaks about how girls can assault people too. And nobody believes it because it's a girl that did it. I don't know if that makes sense, but I've experienced that. And I feel like there's no resources to help. And it's not really spoken about. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, much to ponder there. I mean, Mm. everyone that um, wrote in, obviously, you know, it's their own unique experiences. Um, And I think the common thread is this this lack of understanding yeah. like um or you know having that gut feeling and recognizing that it's not it's not healthy and it's not right but yeah i don't have enough knowledge i suppose to remove mm. myself from that situation now i want to talk about um i want to ask you a question okay. so because of my my job um my day job um i have so much knowledge i, mm. I do say to myself on these things that i forget people don't know things mm-hmm. so i'm gonna try and like take it back to the basics okay. um i'll be representative of the yeah, larger audience yeah. of people well, who don't know anything i i do have a lot of faith in you but i don't okay. well actually how much do you know about unhealthy relationships gay unhealthy relationships to be honest i wouldn't say all that much like okay. i would say like i feel like my knowledge on it in in queer relationships is is largely the same as in any relationship of just like i know general things that can be signs of abuse Mm. in a relationship and like signs that someone could be um a victim of that abuse Mm -hmm. like the the things that start happening Mm -hmm. um you know like when they isolate themselves and things like that so like i know general things like that i don't think 
until I did some research, I knew like the particular ways in which like queer people yeah. and how like that intersects yeah. with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Now I got to be honest, when we're going to be talking about this, I'm going to sound quite excited. But let me tell you, I am excited because I'm excited to be able to help people mm, understand unhealthy relationships. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I think I've mentioned it on a previous podcast, but my um, my specialty or my, the research I did and most of my work is on sexual abuse. Mm. And I say that I quite like talking about it. And it's mm. because I just think all of these things, they're so... They shouldn't be taboo because really they're prevalent. Um, mm. But we really just need to keep talking about them. And, yeah. and I think unhealthy relationship, especially in gay relationships, mm. where the hell is that knowledge? I mean, we, we don't have it. No. One thing I do want to bring to you is, do you know what the average um, attempt it takes for a survivor, or a survivor or a victim? Again, that word's going to be used interchangeably in this uh, podcast. Some mm. people don't like victim. Some people don't like survivor. I say okay. both. All right. Um, so, do you know what the average attempts a survivor of DV does to get out of the relationship? So, how many times do they try to leave on oh, average? I would have no idea. Shall I, shall I give it a guess? guess? Um, I reckon it's quite high. Um, like, seven times? Spot on. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> it's seven times. I was going to go higher with ten, but I thought middle ground yeah so it's seven times i think you know whilst you've guessed that correctly let's really think about that for a second seven it was very much yes like i have no idea that's a huge amount that's a lot yeah it's a lot so they're trying to leave seven times yeah so the reason why people take so long to leave is because Mm. it's so intertwined with love and relationship and our lives Mm. you know quite often we share our whole life with partners um and it makes it even harder to leave because because mm. our brain wants to think people are good mm. and our brain wants to um, ignore things that were bad. Mm. We literally have yeah. like walls that can block up and help us forget in our memory about bad things that have happened. Yeah. Yeah. And that can be like a trauma response, can't it? That yeah. like your brain literally makes you forget those things. Yeah. So it's hard to remain objective in yeah. the situation, I feel. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I think... Um, I'm going to start this podcast by being quite harsh here, but I think Mm. um, gay people, we do tend to um, be... uh, I don't want to call it ignorance because it's not not deliberate ignorance, Mm. but I think we forget that our relationships are just quite similar to straight people and a red flag is a red flag. Yeah. Abuse is abuse. Yeah. It doesn't matter if they're your first love. It doesn't matter if you've... If if they're like not out and that's why they're doing X Y and Z, no, there's never an excuse for this behaviour. Mm. And I think we do tend sometimes oh to to rest on that crutch. Like that's what kept coming up in my research a lot of the time. That it was like it was either that articles were saying, yeah, like it, the levels are, are, are just as much as mm-hmm. any straight counterpart. Or in some instances, I actually had reports of it being higher mm-hmm. in certain demographics of the queer community. So mm-hmm. like. Yeah, we should not perpetuate that stereotype that it doesn't happen just mm-hmm. because it's two women or, or two mm. men. Because I think a lot of times people attribute um, domestic abuse to, in my mind, I wrote this down, I feel like where immediately my mind goes to is, is violence rather yeah. than the emotional side of it. Yeah, And I think that that is generally the feeling. And so then people perpetuate this thing of like, oh well if two women are together or two men then 
there's not one party that is more likely to commit that kind of a violent mm. act, which is just so wrong. Like everyone is capable of that. Yeah. Like to some extent, do you know what I mean? So mm. I, I don't see why people only attribute it to yeah like a male female dynamic exactly it's bizarre well let's talk about prevalence yeah so um you said you mentioned a couple of studies now i want to get straight Mm. in there guys okay we are all academics here whether you like (laughs) it or not you're an academic on this podcast we need to be critical of every piece of research that comes out absolutely um i do have a slight head start on this um because of my (laughs) i was finding it really hard to find reputable sources and i was like i don't want to bring anything that like doesn't feel yeah i know i feel like it's gonna be a podcast with me going ha wrong (laughs) you're so wrong think critically julia um where's your citation yeah exactly where's where's your reference actually um so we're gonna think critically at this podcast Mm -hmm. so everything we talk about you know maybe you've read this research or maybe you've heard this blah 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 and that's fine you know research is research it's all flawed it's all critical so we Mm -hmm. just gotta gotta think that way but Mm -hmm. what what did you find out about prevalence or do you want me to take that one uh I'll say what I found. You can tell me if it's okay. wrong. Um, no, it's not, there's nothing wrong about <laughs> research. It's just being critical. Okay. Um, so I believe... Let me find where this came from. I believe that this came from um, End the Fear, which is like some... Oh, it's a good website. Yeah, I yeah. think it was. So hopefully I'm doing well here. Um, on that one, I believe... Or, or it could have been Gallup. Um here it says about 25% of LGBT people suffer through violent or threatening relationships with partners or ex-partners, which is about the same same rate as DA against heterosexual women. But the problem's underreported in both parties. Yeah. Yeah. Spot <laughs> on. Well done. Tick. Um, yeah, that, that's kind of what we generally think. So whilst there's mm. a percentage in there, let's just think a little bit more simply Mm. it's the same basically it's the same for lgbt people Mm. as it is for straight people Mm. is that not what i would expect is that not what we'd all expect yeah i mean i i think maybe before i did research i have to kind of keep that part of my brain separate like before Mm. the research and after the research yeah it's hard. i think before i would have maybe been tempted to say that i thought it was lower yeah because of the stereotypes that exist Mm -hmm. but yeah i think it's very important that we talk about the fact that it's not it's equal yeah 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 so have you heard about the the i'm gonna call it propaganda the bullshit (laughs) circulating that it's actually higher in lesbians than Mm. straight people right yes so i found something and this Mm -hmm. might be the the propaganda that you're Mm -hmm. talking about so I have I have links to like all the things that I use, but it's hard to remember which ones exactly these came from. I think it was um, whatever this site is. Hang on, let me have a look quickly. National Library of Medicine. It was like some medical journal. Um, but anyway, so in that article, I think it was saying that um, forty. 3.8% of lesbian women and 61.1% of bisexual women have experienced abuse. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to generalize with abuse um, compared to 35% of heterosexual women. Yeah. Mm. So I have read that yeah. journal. Yeah. Um, I still have access to my uh, <laughs> my university's uh, 
ability to, to read articles. Um, so, and I have actually, I've not mm. done an essay. I wish I should have, and then I could have released it for all the listeners. Not that anyone would have read it. Um, but yeah. I have looked critically at that. Mm. Now, the major problem with that, mm. do you know what it is? Uh, wasn't it written by a man? Um, I Potentially. <laughs> that's, that's not, <laughs> but I don't know yeah. what, if, what if the issue is. So it included um abuse from men oh so that's why it's so high oh because the, the lesbians could say that yes i've experienced dvda but it was with a man oh that completely skews the percent what yeah. the hell so no. why do you think why do you think that would have been released i don't know i think maybe they i think it could be part of um a biased against queer relationships and so they're like look so much abuse in queer relationships that's wrong i think that basically if i remember correctly as well either the uh journal or the author i want to say it's the journal but they're biased towards christianity um so there was a religious and political element in there as well i think it's american like there's lots of there was lots of things about that article yeah. that were problematic now so now we know it's problematic let's also acknowledge the fact that that was massively picked up by society mm. and people saying actually it's, it's more prevalent in lesbians like mm. they're all beating each other up and stuff like that and again it's just homophobia yeah but what has it done to the community it's made us all scared basically and yeah. push back and say no it doesn't happen at all it's not a thing and now look where we are. And then we have no resources, no mm-hmm. no help, no mm-hmm. support. Well, that's not true. Those things do exist. I just think that they're not as readily kind of advertised as I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's that's so interesting. It's so it's so important, yeah, to look critically at, mm-hmm. at what we're reading mm-hmm. because otherwise, yeah, you can really misinform a, a whole generation mm-hmm. of of queer people. Yeah. And 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 heterosexual society too, mm-hmm. and their views on queer communities. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what? It was successful. It worked. It did the job <laughs> because people would much rather talk about the fact that we're all beating each other up mm. than that we're happy. Mm. Okay. So what's the what is the reality then? So mm-hmm. when we're talking about um, abuse yeah. in in queer relationships, we've cleared up that it's it's on on a level with um heterosexual uh relationships but what are some of the ways in which that it could differ with queer people do you think so it depends Mm -hmm. um there's the there's the obvious things so um you know sexual abuse Mm -hmm. um physical abuse financial abuse Mm -hmm. um, and emotional abuse in terms of it like specifically being different so um when I talk about abuse to children, but I think it really works well for adults as well, I talk about putting on an outfit. Mm. So one that's quite... Um, which answers your question, basically, mm. is the one that I call the prison officer. Okay. And this person um, is the sort of person that checks your phone. Mm. They isolate you. Mm. Big one for LGBT yeah, people because we often huge. isolate ourselves, yeah. not realising that maybe there's a reason why we've done that. Yeah, um, Like, oh, I just can, love being around my girlfriend. And they can piggyback on 
on that. The stereotype yeah. that we love to be all together, yeah. Um, but the other one was uh, doesn't let you leave the home, okay? Mm. We see that in straight relationships or every time relationship. But what that could also relate to is, for example, going and getting critical medicine if you're trans. Mm. Um, they might not let you pick up prescriptions. Mm. They might try and control your prescriptions. Mm. Um, they might try and effectively interfere with your transition. Mm. So that's one way. Yeah, that's huge. Another one is uh, a type of abuse is like the humiliator. So someone that mm. embarrasses you. Um, so they might invalidate your sexuality altogether. Mm. Uh, they might d- deliberately misgender you. It's a tricky one to notice if that's actually happening or not, mm. but they they might do it. Yeah, I saw a story on, on Gallup of, um, just to quickly say, mm. of someone talking about, about that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a whole kind of infographic about... Mm. A, a person who who was a survivor of, mm. of abuse in a queer relationship mm-hmm. and yeah they were talking about how they would like use their their dead name basically yeah that's what i was about to say yeah dead names yeah yeah awful yeah no it's horrible um so another one uh the liar so someone that puts on a lying costume mm. um so again we see this a lot in relationships but we quite often don't think that critically about it Mm. um, because we're not talking about white lies everyone does white lies Mm. Um, but one of the things they might do and I think actually the listener said this earlier is misinform you on LGBT relationships Mm. so saying actually this is normal it's just how um, for example this is just how masks are Mm. or this is just how femmes act Um, and they might blame their sexuality for the abuse Mm. so how, how am I supposed to know how to treat you you know I've just just transitioned or I've just blah 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 mm. um is there anything that you'd found because i feel like i'm, I'm um, just listing them. yeah no like all, all those things and then um i saw a lot of things talking about how um it's it's possible but obviously they don't know to what extent but it's possible that a lot of the underreporting is due to the fact that it's like it's like a double closet like mm-hmm. you don't want to um you don't want to report that's mm-hmm. normal for abuse in general but mm-hmm. then also if you are reporting then if you're not someone who is out mm-hmm. then you're outing yourself and your partner yeah so it's like this double closet effect mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. i think it just makes it all that more difficult to mm-hmm. leave and get help for mm-hmm. that kind of a situation mm-hmm. um if you're not someone yeah. with a lot of support yeah outing as well obviously yeah. you've just mentioned yeah. it, but that's a big one yeah. um maybe one that is actually quite often uh, excused as well mm. like i hear of people getting outed and they're like still with them and it's like what the fuck are you doing yeah and people kind of throw it about sometimes mm-hmm. I, i've been one of those people before i've been like mm. oh yeah this person asked me that person it's like cool mm-hmm. and it's actually like no that's a huge thing mm-hmm. um i think sometimes we have and you mentioned it earlier we have a tendency as queer people to to be really accepting of that yeah. kind of behavior mm-hmm. and that was something i wanted to talk about as well of like um i don't know if you've seen this study again okay. we'll think about it critically okay <laughs> but someone talks um about i think his name's carol um he talks about um where is it now the minority the minority stress model Okay. Um, and that basically, because we're part of a minority, there's additional external stresses and mm-hmm. internal stresses. So mm-hmm. external, like discrimination and violence, yep. and internal, like compare, 
mm-hmm. uh, internalized negativity towards your own sexuality mm-hmm. and all those things you can either project onto your partner or like those beliefs and those things that you experience or you're accepting of the behavior from the partner because of of the way that that has made you feel about your self-worth mm-hmm. and whether you deserve that kind of a uh, treatment basically mm. I, I just think it ties into that whole thing of we're just more accepting a lot of the time of these yeah. things um and it's so wrong because i think a lot of times like it's easier for you to say for example if you're walking down the street yeah and this is not a personal relationship but this is like you know an attitude towards sexuality in general and someone says something to you that's homophobic mm-hmm. it's easier to walk away and be like whatever like yeah. i'm not engaging mm-hmm. but then that can carry over i think into other attitudes that come along with yeah mm-hmm. that that approach towards identity yeah and sexuality you know yeah no it's really interesting mm. i think one of the reason why um there's misinformation out there on the lgbt uh, dv sort of discourse is because the power dynamics between lgbt people confuses both lgbt people and straight people it's confusing for everyone yeah you know it's it's it is different Mm. um to straight people generally it might not be Mm. um and you know when we talk to people about what we're experiencing in our relationship there is always a tendency to caveat it with Mm. but actually i really love them they're a great person which is fine Mm. we do that straight do that lgbt people do that um but if you're talking to for example a group of straight people Mm. about an lgbt deep potential like unhealthy relationship thing Mm. they might either massively blow it out of proportion or completely ignore it Mm. yeah it's it's just hard isn't it i mean it's like because there's such little information out there both for straight people and lgbt people i I think this should be in schools honestly oh yeah um i think straight people should learn about it too yeah yeah i think i think we should learn about abuse in general Mm -hmm. like for for all for for straight relationships but then also for queer relationships and like Mm -hmm. I think pinpointing the key differences that can that can come up mm. um obviously we're kind of talking about mainly romantic relationships here yeah. because I kind of discussed with Lucy before we came mm-hmm. to this of like there's a lot of familial stuff that you can bring into this but yeah. I kind of think that that then starts to become quite wide mm-hmm. so yeah we'll, we'll focus on just romantic relationships but I, I do think even in a romantic relationship something that also can come up is like um your part your partner trying to change your sexuality oh, yeah. or undermine it mm. um so for example if you're if you're having like um thoughts about your your gender mm-hmm. identity and they very much deny that development of your yeah. of yourself um or they try to convince you you're another sexuality like that there's been quite a lot of stories we've heard of um people being told that oh maybe maybe you're bi maybe you're not yeah. lesbian maybe you're bi mm-hmm. and it's like mm, that's actually really damaging to yeah. say yeah exactly exactly so i want to talk about examples mm-hmm. in the media yeah i told juliet that i'd done this before and she was very very excited yeah i actually i said that i hadn't really looked at that but that's not true i did look at it a little <laughs> bit a little bit okay yeah do you want to do you want to start okay yeah so we're gonna do a whole episode on this so i'm mm-hmm. not gonna try and not go into it too much okay but you were talking earlier about how there's no representation of it in young Mm -hmm. media Mm -hmm. there's one example 
I know what you're Heart stopper. I was going to bring it up because we did a, ah, a whole episode. This on. is just one little aspect. Okay, so yeah. I'm only going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. But it's the, the dynamic between Ben and Charlie. Yeah. It's yeah. that dynamic. Yeah. Um, like, it's abuse. Yeah, <laughs> it's of course it cl- is. Clear, yeah. cl- clear cut, it's yeah. abuse. And I do think it's it's so good that that representation is out there yeah. um, for young people to see. And I think as well, like, what that really showed me, um, and and I know it's fiction, but you know it's it's based on how we do actually behave as humans. Mm. I found it so interesting that like he couldn't connect with the idea of of why what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think I'd always thought about abusive relationships as like this manipulative, conscious mm. act, and didn't necessarily think about the fact that they may not know that that behavior is bad yeah and that's not to excuse it at Mm. all it's it's still wrong Mm. but yeah it's just interesting that they might not connect it that way to begin Mm. with you know yeah 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 i think you're right i think quite often when people think about abusers um millennials love that word Mm. um and gen z's my abuser um but when we generally talk about that um we think of like a really evil horrible person mm. and it can just be you or i yeah um it's it is and can be anyone and to be honest when i was doing the research that's what like kind of got me a mm. bit like when i was doing the research i was trying i was trying not to get too like deep in but i started thinking that i started thinking like i i could very easily yeah be be someone who has done this or, mm-hmm. or would do this mm-hmm. like it's not it's not that you have to like you just said like be this horrible person that doesn't have mm-hmm. any feelings or like like hates their partner mm-hmm. or whatever like no I, I think that it can really come from a lack of education and yeah just a lot of internal things that mm-hmm. you're you're mm-hmm. projecting absolutely you know absolutely therapy it's good <laughs> yeah do you have any other examples do you want me to just plow right through mine um i think my other one you have so i'll i'll let you go into that yeah, one yeah we'll leave that one for last okay um so i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna talk about these as quickly as possible <laughs> um i've started off with a couple of bo- books to make mm. it a little bit more Ooh. general so um one is uh in at the deep end by kate davies mm. so in this i'm just gonna i'm not gonna give anything away necessarily mm. um i'm just gonna say sort of why there's an unhealthy relationship in it um, oh, and these are all unhealthy relationships, and not necessarily DV or DA. Mm. So, in 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 at the deep end, uh, the character used sex as a weapon to force their partner to be poly, um, mm. and they also got them into BDSM, but with seemingly no no warm up. Um, wow. There was no trust. There was definitely very questionable consent, wow. uh, threatening suicide, um, and gaslighting. Gosh, um, it's a pretty poorly written book i should mm. say but um if anyone wants to listen to it or read it um know that there's a really really bad example of an unhealthy relationship i'm gonna mm. call out the author here because they don't um they don't acknowledge really that it's that bad um mm. the questionable consent is never really acknowledged mm. um the, the main character uh their partner really likes fisting and then all mm. of a sudden it's the um our protagonist is their favorite thing to do even though 
they clearly didn't enjoy it and it was very much forced upon them as well as the BDSM and the polyamory. Yeah. Um, it's a terrible, terrible example of polyamory, <laughs> oh, <laughs> let God. me tell you. Um, yeah. But in- it's interesting nonetheless, especially because mm. I think even maybe the author didn't realise how bad yeah. that was. And really with with that kind of stuff coming up in a text, mm-hmm. you would hope that it would be paired with like, if you've experienced any of these things, here are some yeah, places none of that. you can go. None of that. Mm. Yeah. So I- just triggering for gratuitous sake yeah exactly yeah yeah speaking of which mm. um the next <laughs> book i want to talk about was things have gotten worse since we last spoke by uh-huh. eric larocca i believe is how you say his name mm. now this is written by a man mm. and it is in a, in a sentence it's trauma porn written by a man oh gosh um in both of these by the way it's two um it's lesbians those two oh, books. okay yeah um so there's a really bad very toxic subdom dynamic mm. um so one of the things i noticed in spe- specifically the um the book world was a lot of unhealthy relationships related to bdsm mm. and lgbt people mm. I-, I assume probably because it's what men want to talk about is our sex lives um, both of those books are way too heavy on the sex. It's also interesting that like you you write about a queer relationship and your your mind immediately goes to BDSM. Like that's yeah. a mass ge- that is a mass generalization of Literally. a community. Literally, what? exactly. Yeah. Um, let's talk about <laughs> this. One makes me laugh because when I I didn't think about it and I mm. asked my girlfriend, I was like, "Can you think of any examples?" And she said this show. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that one relationship. I was like, oh, no, every relationship in this show. Mm. The L word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Every hell. relationship is terrible. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Yeah. Ones that have probably slipped your mind. Because okay. they slipped my mind too. Um, Carmen and Shane. Horrific. Um, oh, God, yeah. Shane just fucking, like, oh, no. Cheating on one another to get back at one another. Yeah. Um, Carmen throws things. They use sex to make up um mm. for things shane would just lie and gas <laughs> gaslight Carmen. so gaslighting yeah. yeah like oh i can't stop myself from doing this thing yeah and then it, carmen agrees to go along with it and be polyamorous when it's not what she yeah. is terrible um this one i couldn't actually find any anyone else that thinks this but mm. i feel really strongly and i'm going to argue my point bet and tina are a terrible couple oh they're awful they are a terrible <laughs> couple they're awful oh my god yeah so but when i googled them everyone was like they're so amazing love them they're so problematic for no. so many reasons they cheated on one another um they had like makeup sex with questionable consent if any oh, consent yeah. yeah fuck i forgot about that oh my god so so bad like and there was like a um there was um a, a with withholding of um uh interaction with with their child there was yeah. that too yeah. yeah oh my god yeah and that she kidnaps yeah, yeah yeah i mean it's, yeah <laughs> so bad. I, it's really it really baffles me the whole bet and tina thing mm. like i think we should do a whole episode on our word at some point oh, but god, like i'd love to yeah i find it so bizarre that everyone like glorifies this this yeah, queer the relationship couple. no they were just probably a very early representation of things you wanted to see like lesbian parents you wanted mm-hmm. to see that you wanted to see like a big boss woman like mm-hmm. living up in the art world like mm-hmm. as a lesbian mm-hmm. and it's like we didn't want that though <laughs> well i mean i don't know not this one that we got we know we didn't yeah. want what we got yeah. no because they were an awful awful depiction mm. of a lesbian relationship yeah horrific yeah. literally horrific next one jenny and max yeah yeah uh, jenny literally oh, calls yeah. him a woman 
and refuses to oh, misgenders him all the time yeah and like and all the herself. friends do as well I know. well they're all terrible aren't they yeah um yeah implants herself in his coming out really heavily yeah like, kind of um writes about it and, and and encourages them to be like codependent on mm-hmm. them for that support mm-hmm. and it's quite isolating too mm-hmm. like jenny never at any point encourages max to like go and meet with other trans people no. and like build that community mm-hmm. and support elsewhere or reach out to their family or like no. that was a painful relationship to watch even if you're not thinking about like dv or da mm. like that is i mean jenny is the worst character in the world oh, gosh, um yeah. but specifically the way the, i mean the way they all treat max is terrible but jenny's character yeah. like horrific yeah one that i'd forgotten about or the two that i'd forgotten about um were dawn denbo and her lover cindy do you remember <sighs> this character they owned they oh. owned sheba <laughs> Oh, was was that the um the character that did drag drag king? No, no, no. So this is no. the one that owned. Do you remember in I think oh, it's one of the later seasons, mm. She Bar, a competitive bar called She Bar. Uh, I don't know up. if I made it that far. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> right. Rude. Um, I'm in shock. So basically, there's a lot of ownership. She she only mm. refers to her girlfriend as her lover, Cindy. Cindy's never allowed to speak. At the uh, end, she, she like cheats with Shane, which is like sort of neither here nor there um but um yeah a lack of that person being their own person um terrible terrible awful, example awful. i mean it is recognized in the show that it's a bad example that's triggered in me like one thing that i think as lesbians we quite often exhibit is this like i want to be with her but i don't want to be in a relationship with her mm. i think that that dynamic and it happens in straight relationships too I think that that is manipulative as hell and emotionally abusive. I really mm. do. Like you're saying to someone you want to be with them, mm-hmm. but, and you have all these usually rules mm-hmm. around that, mm-hmm. but not a relationship. So you're not, you're not allowing them the emotional like deepness that you yeah. should have in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I've experienced it myself mm. of like, oh, I'd be really uncomfortable if you got with someone, but I'm not going to be your girlfriend. Yeah. Or like, um, if you if you go on a date with someone, I don't want to hear about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't you to be my girlfriend, and like we'll have sex and whatever. But like you you can't, yeah. my friends can't know. Yeah. Like all that is yeah. just so toxic. Yeah, or like if you come out, you can't come out because if you come out, then people are going to think I'm gay as well. Yeah. You know that that thing. Um, next one or the last one for the L word that I can remember was um, Dana and Toya. Um, Toya literally killed. Dana's cat. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and became her manager and took all her money. Like, yeah, horrific. she was financially mm-hmm. abusive 100%. Mm-hmm. And was kind of forcing Dana to do these brands and stuff that, that she didn't want to comfortable yeah. with. Horrific. Yeah. Um, Isolated for her from her friends, too. Yes. Definitely. Exactly. Um, so, next couple of ones, we need to fire through them. But mm. um, Piper and Alex in um, oh my Orange god, is the New Black. Oh my god. Uh, Piper literally puts her back in prison because she missed her. Yeah. Um, horrific. That's I awful. mean, that's obviously... Like in, that's like entrapment. Obviously, they're criminals, <laughs> so it's sort of difficult. Yeah. Um, but the last one I wanted to talk about um, before we go on to the big one, mm-hmm. which I'm sure everyone listening is like, why are they not speaking about <laughs> this? <laughs> We're getting to it. Um, is Brittany and Santana on Glee? oh yeah so they're seen as like a really great couple online yeah but and you know they they weren't bad um but there was definitely some 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 toxic things in there Mm. um santana literally manipulated britney into cheating um she was 
completely dismissive of her bisexuality. Mm. Um, but perhaps the most noteworthy one, which is an interesting one, mm. um, is that Britney released their sex tape. Oh, f- I completely <laughs> forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She said it was because she knew that Santana wanted to be famous and that was her way of getting her famous. And she had that, like, blog thing, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah mm-hmm. yeah terrible oh that was bad so God. should we get into the the big boy yeah the big one so the queer ultimatum yeah mildred and tiff yeah i'm sure when you saw what this episode was that we were doing that like you figured we would probably talk about this because i think it's been the most prevalent and the most recent real life example mm-hmm. well real in quotations mm-hmm. um of of this yeah, yeah. um it was fucking awful. It was awful. I, yeah. I've said so many times that I don't know. Well, no. I was going to say I don't know what possessed the producers to invite them both back to the reunion. Drama. I do know what views. possessed them. Yeah, yeah, views. But that is so awful. You're in, you're exploiting an abusive relationship mm-hmm. for views. You're mm-hmm. sitting down a survivor mm-hmm. in front of an abuser just just so that they can be abused on live television (laughs) i think it was ignorance as well though because i don't think that would have happened on a straight dating show yeah i don't Um, i i think probably i mean i i haven't looked into into the particulars on this but like um i'm sure that there was less support for for those Mm. for those women in that show Mm. um in terms of what they were dealing with emotionally Mm -hmm. you know like you should you should have open access to counselors and things Mm -hmm. like that and i I don't know what the access was to be honest yeah i mean if you want a perfect example of an abuser Mm. it's mildred oh it is um yeah yeah, that's the right word isn't it yeah so that's her name yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. the right one yeah um yeah yeah and it was just so it was so heartbreaking to watch her just rail into mm-hmm. Tiff and like mm-hmm. Tiff could not get a word in mm-hmm. edgeways. And what I found so bizarre is that, so for everyone who doesn't know the story, they got engaged at the end of the season and then um, they left the show. They moved in together with Mildred's um, autistic son. I believe. I think so. Um, I'm not sure. He has he has uh, special needs, but yeah. And uh, one of the particulars on that was that um, Tiff had asked Mildred to pay like two thirds of the rent, mm-hmm. um, which I think is totally fair. fair. <laughs> yeah, totally fair. Um, and it seemed as though things kind of started to go downhill. Mm. And then I believe they had some some altercations, allegedly. Yes, allegedly. Yeah. Say, um, I don't know if these were all in the same same instance mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. there was a picture frame thrown mm-hmm. um by mildred towards tiff there was a pet gate thrown mm-hmm. and that got brought up in the whole reunion thing mm-hmm. um and mildred was arrested for these yes. things yeah um i don't know if there's been a, a court hearing on i that don't know or anything. yeah don't um know. maybe we can do an update yeah. in a later episode yeah. but yeah, and, and she was sat there in the reunion admitting to all these things, but then mm-hmm. still seemingly not comprehending what was wrong. Because it's her, so her saying it mm. before they could say it was a part of the abuse. Yeah. So I've done these things and obviously I feel bad for them and she's got no emotion and it's making Tiff go mental, basically. Mm. We were literally watching an example of gaslighting. Yeah. Um, And the fact that the rest of the team weren't told about this yeah because well that's neither here nor there because the cast say they weren't 
don't believe them. I I can't imagine that there hadn't been any inkling of that yeah. prior. Like, yeah. and I also don't, I don't, I don't think that Tiff was not openly speaking about it. Yeah. So I mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe that. Really, it, it brings up a really important topic of why does there have to be one abuser? You know, mm. quite often we think, oh, so is it her fault or is it her fault? That's what I kept seeing in this argument. Mm. Actually, it's Tiff that did everything wrong. Actually, it's Mildred that did mm. everything wrong. In my professional opinion, watching it, it's Mildred. Mm-hmm. Particularly if we're just taking the whole relationship, because that's all we can do mm. off that clip, Mildred was the one being abusive. Yeah. Now, it could be argued that Tiff crying and leaving mm. is abusive. Mm. We don't know the full context. Mm. Um, but the fact that, you know, she's admitting to throwing things and hurting Tiff and Tiff mm. being so emotionally distressed. Yeah. If we also cast our mind back to the initial table where they recoupled. Yeah. Tiff left again. Do you remember? Yeah. No, they I do the remember room. that. Yeah. 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 I think that's knowing the context sort of, I was thinking back to it. I think it kind of explains it a bit more that mm. they probably were <laughs> always in quite an abusive relationship and to Mm. see their abuser leave them for Mm. someone so easily was Mm. very hurtful probably because they put up with a lot of shit yeah um and at the beginning of the show like we we liked mildred yeah didn't we yeah yeah at the beginning it kind of seemed as they painted it as though um tiff was the one who couldn't commit Mm -hmm. and um tiff had this lifestyle that didn't Mm -hmm. align with what mildred Mm -hmm. wanted and blah, blah 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 but I think it came out quite quickly when when Mildred was coupled up with um oh god um uh, what's the name Ozzy Ozzy yes I think to me that that really shows that that's where the issue lies because Ozzy even though Ozzy does have a tendency to be extremely avoidant because yeah. of, because of it seems like traumas that they've experienced mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. like it does come from somewhere um but in that situation, a similar thing was happening. Yeah. It was, Mildred was sat there using a, a quiet kind of anger mm. against against Intimidation. Them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were sat there going, I'm not angry, but the tone was, mm. and they weren't shouting. It was livid. But the tone was, was awful. Mm. And it was still so intimidating for that person there, even though they weren't shouting Mm. and then as a defense Ozzy was shouting back Mm -hmm. and it's like then Mildred was saying oh why are you shouting I'm not shouting Mm. this is not an argument I'm not arguing with you but it's like it's complete gaslight behavior yeah when gaslighting is involved and gaslighting is almost always involved I don't think I've ever seen an example where it's not um the one that is going insane mm. is the one being gaslit yeah 100 um so if you're if you find yourself in a relationship now, am i abusive because i keep shouting and i keep getting like really frustrated no remember people you're don't just triggered. go from normal to shouting yeah you know, something's happened you're being emotionally triggered yeah exactly it's not to say that the abuser can't shout at you that is absolutely an yeah. intimidation style but people are getting a lot more intelligent especially women i think mm. we're very clever at being manipulative mm. um and that's definitely what Mildred was doing. Yeah. I mean, but just purely the fact that these two people were both separating themselves mm-hmm. from Mildred mm-hmm. to be able to regulate, mm-hmm. I think says a lot. And Ozzy didn't it? even go go back. No, no, they never went back. Yeah, yeah, <sighs> yeah. So uh, 
point blank, I think that that is where the issue lies in that in that relationship. I also think it's a very clear example of, you know, when people say, "Oh, they're such an on-off relationship. They're so fiery. Yeah. They're they're like a toxic relationship, but it's like hot or whatever." No, no, not let's not, not be doing that. Yeah. Let's not be doing that because mm-hmm. then we perpetuate that they are both the problem. And it's not yeah. that. It's often that the person who is triggering that mm-hmm. other person brings out maybe um, aggressive shout- shouting or whatever mm-hmm. it may be, or like I, I don't know, maybe defensively being physical. But like, it's because they are being triggered to that point by that mm-hmm. person. It is. It always has a starting point. Two people cannot be equal in no. that level. Mm-hmm. Do, would you would you say that like two people can't be equally abusive in a relationship mm, that's a really good question i don't think so no mm. i don't think so but maybe i mean if you're mm. that bad for one another maybe just, yeah you just shouldn't be together Chris. one thing i was thinking about which i want um all, all of the listeners to think about their friends and people they've known in the past one of the ways that i can spot a unhealthy mm. relationship mm. i don't know if this is my professional eye or whether i'm just really fucking nosy <laughs> but um you know when you you hang out with people uh, i'm specifically thinking of lesbian couples here mm. and you're on a night out and they argue. They argue to shit for mm. no reason. But then mm. they stay together and they go home and they have amazing sex. Yeah. Right? So constantly arguing, amazing sex. That is not a healthy relationship. No. That is an unhealthy relationship. If you have to hate each other to fuck each other, mm. that's a problem. Mm. What they also do, and you will find this with quite a lot of um, abusive relationships, mm. is they manipulate everyone around them. It's not just that one victim, mm. it's everyone. Mm. You know, they'll, tr- like what Mildred did, they'll try and get in there first, mm. explain the situation. And even Mildred had that other person backing her Yoli. up. Yeah, yeah, Yoli. Yeah, Yoli. Oh, Yoli can fuck off. <laughs> Honestly, no. Like, she <laughs> she immediately came to her defence and I, yeah. I think it was because of that stereotype mm-hmm. of like, a woman can't be abusive. So no, she's not an abuser. Yeah, it must be Immediately, nice. no. Mm-hmm. So like, and as well, yeah, she was the more feminine counterpart mm-hmm. of that relationship. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people have a stereotype that that is not, that's not how that would go. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just found it horrific that mm-hmm. she immediately jumped to to her defense. Yeah, that's, it was a hard watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. But do you know what? You only got her comeuppance because everyone fucking hates her. Yeah, exactly. So how exactly. can we get help? Well, um. I have found some places. So mm-hmm. uh, Gallup, uh, they have a helpline, I believe, yes. um, and a chat function. Mm-hmm. Um, LGBT Foundation as well. Um, the National Domestic Abuse Hotline, but obviously, yeah. like that's not queer focused. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of I feel like if you if you're wanting queer focused advice, you're better off going to a Gallup or LGBT Foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I also found. Uh, respect yes which is like a men's advice line Mm -hmm. i was a bit confused on that one because some people were saying that that was mainly or it could be used as a um line for for abusers abusers. yeah Yeah. i think that's what it is oh i see okay Mm -hmm. well i mean it's brilliant to have that's also a thing to say like if you think that you may be exhibiting any of these things Mm -hmm. towards your partner like get help yeah you know yeah yeah exactly Um, yeah, and then a lot of the stuff I found as well was talking about 
the importance of staying safe online when you are researching Mm -hmm. into um, places that can help you. Mm -hmm. A lot of computers now have private browsing modes where Mm -hmm. it won't save any Mm -hmm. information. Um, And if you want to take extra measures, uh, libraries have public computers Mm -hmm. that you could use Mm -hmm. for that as well. Um, And also a thing to note is that... um, there could be a possibility of of spyware on devices by mm-hmm. abusers um there are lots of um spyware removal apps that you can use mm-hmm. um and lots of uh free options for that so yeah if you if you have any inkling that your partner knows a lot of things about your browsing history mm-hmm. that you've not told them i would maybe look into yeah that yeah um yeah that's what i generally found pretty much all of the websites i think all mm. actually i know my charity definitely does they it's have actually not that many what charities yeah th- like i kind of expected there to be i don't know i expected there to be more yeah yeah no i agree um yeah what i was gonna say is they all have um quick exit e- exit buttons oh, on the website amazing so you can just click it and you're gone yeah. you're back to google yeah um there's also a website called risk oh sorry not risk rise um which yes. has a quiz to see if you need oh, to get help from domestic violence. Yeah. Um, I did it just to see how it worked. It was very mm. user-friendly and it was, um, yeah, really useful. And then mm. obviously, you know, when it does pop up that you need help for abuse, because obviously mm. I geared it both ways, it gives you options of, of who you can contact. I believe yeah. it is based in, oh, I can't remember, I think Manchester. So like, take it with a pinch oh, of salt. Oh, yes. No, I did see that. Yeah, it is Manchester. Yeah. This is a really annoying thing to say, but mm. check your local area. Yeah, because the charities and things like that they'll almost always just work in a specific area mm. um, unfortunately there's you know a, a divide of who gets what resources um, so you might not yeah. really have much in which case use like the 24 hour hotlines and things like yeah. that but you might surprise yourself there might yeah. be quite a few charities around you yeah I think that discussion around uh, the quiz is so important because I think sometimes it's difficult to remain objective when mm. you feel as though you you could be in that situation yeah um yeah to be honest i, I would maybe treat it like like you would uh, a health checkup yeah maybe just go just like everyone just pop while. in every once in a while and just yeah be like, is this okay yeah and check um, yourself as well yeah just double check with yourself exactly like, do it for you or do it for your partner or anyone that you may be worried about that yeah. maybe you've seen a bit about just do it yeah exactly. um, i love a quiz there's and as well i want to stress there's so much information i found especially on gallup like there's such a wealth of oh information God, on there online. they're amazing yeah like they have information about if you believe someone is an abuser mm-hmm. how you can speak to them mm-hmm. possibly um if it's safe to do so um and as well like for uh, the survivor side of things mm-hmm. too so I, I i think it's a really really great resource mm-hmm. yeah yeah always an emergency call 999 oh, yes. and if you want to report anything that's not happening currently 101 mm-hmm. uh, make sure you're doing that if only just for the statistics mm. because we need to get these statistics out there honestly honestly mm-hmm. massively underreported definitely anything else to add no, I think that's that's everything. We're good to close. Yeah. Right. Well, a bit of a heavy one and I hope I hope everyone enjoyed it though, because mm. there is so much to learn and it's a conversation yeah. that needs to needs to keep going. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I feel like I've learned so much from like researching this episode. Mm. Um and I'm just happy to share it. Yeah. So that we can hopefully be somewhat of an input of uh dispelling the myths around around this and mm-hmm 
getting everyone to look a bit more objectively at queer relationships mm-hmm. and, and abuse that yeah. can persist yeah and yeah. If, if you've gone away from this podcast thinking i still don't know anything honestly what you said go on these websites yeah. and read yeah like even just like self-care that is a way of doing yeah. self-care even if you're not in a relationship literally like know what to look out and for it, yeah exactly to know what to see in other people that could could mean that they need help you know yeah I looking out for so other important. people yeah. yeah step up step in like yeah. if you see something step up to the plate exactly because remember that statistic we said at the beginning it takes a, a survivor up to seven times on average to I get out i also read something that said that usually when someone is in an abusive situation the first people that they will go to is their friends there you go that's the first people that they'll tell listen to your friends don't yeah. dismiss what they're saying yeah even if you think that doesn't sound right or they're throwing it away mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like check it yeah immediately yeah. double check that say. Mm-hmm. yeah so you can find us everywhere as always D Y K E L E M M A S. Yeah. Oh my god. Every time it. it's scary. <laughs> I'm like, oh Yeah, we're on all streaming platforms, Instagram, TikTok. Um yeah. And if you enjoyed the podcast today, um, or at least found it helpful, then please give us a review. It really helps us out. Let's the the powers that be of the streaming mm-hmm. platforms know, know that we, we exist. Are. <laughs> um, yeah, and also if you have anything to add to this conversation, mm-hmm. um, or if you want to challenge us on anything mm-hmm. that we've shared here, um, you're always free to do so. We have our form, we have Instagram, we have our email. Reach out. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> stay safe, everyone. Yeah. Stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. <laughs>